if you previously already heard this podcast, I'm your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan, or you could call me Anime. I really don't care. And I'm going to tell you some of the things we have talked about on this podcast. So let's check it out and see all the interesting things we've talked about. I talk about movies, TV shows, books, games, Game Informer, Pinocchio, Warriors of Legend, Unauthorized Book, Nine, Firestarter, A Soft Guide to Taking It Easy, Vampire Kisses Books, Lucia Ball, The Wizard of Oz, Sejo B, The Great Battles in History, some of these are older, Zombies 3, Witches, Diana, Her Life and Legacy, Pirates, Zombies, Titanic, Tuesday, Norway, One on One, Mysterious Places, Movies, Buzz Lightyear, Melissa and Joey, Avatar The Last Airbender, The Promise, Memorial Day, Senior Year, Godzilla, Funny, Mashup, Ripley's Believe It or Not, For the Love of a Child, Anastasia, Asia and More, Mary Vincent, The J-Team, Shirley Jackson, Family Trees, Greek Mythology and Lesson, Electric Chair, The Brady Kids, The Brady Bunch, The Brady Brunch Goes to Hawaii, The Dark Side of the Brady Bunch, Growing Up Brady, The Lottery, Turner and Pooch, Night Squad, Hillsong, Almost Christmas Movie, We Have Always Lived in a Castle Book, Love That Book, The Other Kingdom, The Warren Files, A Witch's Ball, Evil Thing, A Tell of That Deville Woman, Two Hot Take Show Review, Turning Red, Team Titans Raven, Unsolved Mysteries, Charmed, Buzzfeed Unsolved, Kids Nation, Black Widow, Fired Up, The Movie, The Good Place, St. Patrick, Chicago Tribunal Murders, Awkward, Ukraine, Ghost Whispered, The Bride He Bought Online, Archie and Katie Keene, Archie's Weird Mystery, Seven Heaven. Charlie's Sturkenweather, Mummy is a Murder Chill, Abandoned Empress, Hot and Cleveland, Scorpion TV Series, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Different Strokes, Return to Amish and Escaping Polygamy, and we have so much more. I will be talking about movies. TV shows, books, games, what do you usually find this? And movies, TV shows, books, games, animes. I guess that is all of them. I hope you all enjoyed. And
hopefully you'll have a great and wonderful experience. And these will be uploaded Monday through Thursday. And welcome back. I am your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan. And yes, I took a little bit of a break. I know. I know. It was very naughty of me. <laughs> but I needed it. <laughs> Desperately. But anyway, today, I'm going to talk about this Santa Claus movie. Now you may be wondering, hmm, are you going to be doing this the whole time? Maybe. We don't know. Miss Santa can't decide if she wants to just talk about Christmas movies. Or not talk about Christmas movies. So here we go. We're going to kind of... I can't decide if the whole month I want to do all Christmas or not. But the Santa Claus movie is a 1994 American Christmas comedy film written by Leo and Steve. And directed by John. And the first installment in the Santa Claus franchise. It stars Tim Allen as Scott Calvin. An ordinary man who accidentally causes Santa Claus to fall from his roof on Christmas Eve. Oh my goodness gracious. Played by Tim Allen's actual stunt double, Steve Lewis. Lucas? I'm so bad at pronouncing names. When he and his young son, Charlie, finish St. Nick's trip and delivers, they go to the North Pole where Scott learns that he must become the new Santa Claus and convince those he loves that he is indeed Santa Claus. The film was released on November 11th, 1994. Okay, for heaven's sake. I was born in 1994. I feel old and young watching this. It's so creepy and weird. Literally. I was born in 1994. <laughs> oh, I'm so disturbed by this. Because it just reminds me that I'm going to be 30 in like two years. Well, I'm going to be 29 this year coming up. So, well, technically, it's so confusing. And gross is $190 Goodness, this nine looks like a six. It received positive reviews from critics and has since become a Christmas time staple. Among viewers, its success led to two sequels, The Santa Claus 2 in 2002. I was eight in 2002, and I know this specifically because that's when my mom passed away. And Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, 2006. Fun fact, the last one's not my favorite. I do like the relationship that grows between him and his... What is she? His niece? I think she's the niece of his wife's new husband? Question mark? I'm not 100% sure. Which were both financially successful, despite the mixed reception the Santa Claus 2 received and the negative res 
exception to Santa Claus 3, the escape clause, received. The finances continued with a follow-up limited series, The Santa Clauses, which premieres November 16, 2020 on Disney+. Plus. I have not seen that yet. I think I might start tonight. We'll see. It depends, because I also want to watch a movie, but I'm also like, ooh, Christmas stuff. I'm like, ooh, Christmas TV show, question mark? And do I want to watch all the movies leading up to it, or watch the movie and watch the show, then watch the movies? I've seen them like a million times. It's just the staple of my Christmas. Successful toy salesman Scott Calvin. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Dude, seriously, they are almost exactly... He's like already Santa Claus. He works in a toy company and his initials are SC. But yeah, he was a jerk in the beginning of that movie. Like, completely... It, it was just... Yeah. His character went from kind of like a jerky dad to like a decent kind of person, which was kind of like a redemption. I guess it's like the mean girl redemption, but for guys, like it's a, it's a mean guy, mean boy redemption. Scott Calvin prepares to spend Christmas Eve with his son, Charlie. Scott wants Charlie to maintain his belief in Santa Claus, despite not believing himself. Scott's former life, Lauren, and her physician, oh, psychiatrist husband, Dr. Neil My Miller, both stop believing Santa at a young age and feel that Charlie needs to do so as well. After an older kid made Charlie upset by saying Santa is not real. On Christmas Eve, Scott burns the turkey, so he and Charlie go to Denny's for dinner. Okay. That scene is so... I was from a divorced parents and kind of understood the feeling like, eh, I don't know, like now it would not fly, but then it did where like the dads were the ones like all in there with their kids and they're all like, yeah, we burnt stuff, we couldn't cook. And not like... A lot of the older generation that I know, and I hate to say this, the men don't know how to cook for themselves, so they just go out to eat after their significant other dies. And I'm like, they're like, yeah, they don't know how to cook after their wife died. And I'm like, what? Uh, oh, we've learned basic, even toast, just make toast if you have to. Or get a cookbook and try a recipe. I don't know, it just seemed weird, but I guess back in this time period, like, you gotta remember, this is 1994, when the movie was come out, <laughs> and some of the things aren't as woke. Trust me on that. I love this movie, it's like a classic, but people are like, oh, it's not as woke, and I'm like, yeah, I could see some ways. That night, they are awakened by a noise on the roof. Scott startles a man wearing a Santa suit. Standing on the roof, who slips and falls to the ground. The dead man's body vanishes, leaving behind a red suit and business card that states, If something should happen to me, put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do. Scott dons the suit and spends the rest of the night delivering gifts before the reindeer take them to the North Pole. 
Bernard, the head elf, explains that by putting on the suit, Scott is subject to a legal technicality known as the Santa Claus and has accepted all of Santa's duties and responsibilities. Bernard gives Scott 11 months to get his affairs in order before reporting back to the North Pole on Thanksgiving. Confused and overwhelmed, Scott changes into the pajama provided to him and falls asleep, awakening in his own bed. Scott thinks it was all a dream until he realizes he is wearing the pajamas. When Charlie proudly tells his class that Scott is Santa, Lauren and Neil and the principal ask Scott to tell Charlie that was a dream, but Scott insists to ask him to keep it to themselves. Over the course of the year, strange things begin to happen to Scott. The first thing to appear is a beard, which always regrows even immediately after shaving. He also develops a fondness for Christmas treats, primarily milk and cookies, which is ironically funny because in the first couple of, um, uh, what do you call it, gift drop-off, gift drop-offs, he tells one of the little girls he is literally lactose intolerant. So the little girl and him are like, yeah, okay. So now he likes milk and cookies, which is kind of funny because that means he's not lactose intolerant anymore. I'm not really sure how that works, but what do I know? But it's just a fun fact. The taste for these newfound treats caused Scott to gain an inordinary amount of weight seemingly overnight and he balloons to 192 pounds which at first he thinks is just bloated. He also begins losing the color of his hair, turning it streak white. Scott's doctor says his weight gain is just fluctuation, even when Scott insists that gaining 45 pounds in a week is not right, and the changing of his hair color is because he is middle-aged. His rapid weight gain results in his clothes not fitting, and he results to wearing sweatpants. When Scott shows up to work, he tries to pass off his noticeable larger round and pudgier belly as being the result of a bee sting. Scott's weight gain becomes evident to his co-workers when he orders dessert items which he says are sides. During a meeting with his company, Scott distributes the meaning to call out their ideas of promoting a television advertisement of Santa riding a toy tank. Scott's boss, Mr. Weidel, takes him aside and asks him to get some help. He also begins to recount naughty and nice children by name after getting his list of children in the mail. It was a long list. Like, when they drop it off, it is a long list of piles. After Lauren and Neil witness children wanting to sit on Scott's lap at Charlie's soccer game, they assume Scott is deliberately misleading Charlie and decides to have the judge suspend Scott's whew, parental rights, which is not a good thing. Some facts about pandas. The bamboo bear 
It was once thought that the giant panda might be related to the raccoon. However, scientists have since proven that it is a member of the bear family. The giant panda is officially classed as a carnivore, meat eater, though its diet is more likely that of an omnivore, plant eater. The vast variety of a giant panda's diet consists of bamboo due to an effective dissative system. They need to eat large qualities to get the nutrients they need. A giant panda can spend 14 hours a day eating and will typically eat 11 to 18 kg in one day. 99% of this bamboo. But they will also eat fish, eggs, and small animals if the opportunity arises. In the wild, giant pandas are territorial and generally solitary animals. Let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or our sponsors, let's get a little bit of a However, scientists have since proven that it is a member of the bear family. The giant panda is officially classed as a carnivore, meat eater, though its diet is more likely that of an omnivore, plant eater. The vast variety of a giant panda's diet consists of bamboo due to an effective dissative system. They need to eat large qualities to get the nutrients they need. A giant panda can spend 14 hours a day eating and will typically eat 11 to 18 kg in one day. 99% of this bamboo. But they will also eat fish, eggs, and small animals if the opportunity arises. In the wild, giant pandas are territorial and generally solitary animals. Let's continue. This, during a meeting with his Okay, nah. What? I don't know what that just did. Okay. Charlie's soccer game, and they assure Scott is deliberately misleading Charlie and decides to have a judge suspend Scott's versatation rights, which devastates him. At Thanksgiving, Scott goes to Lauren and Neil's house to say goodbye to Charlie, but Neil will not let him anywhere near Charlie. When Neil insists that Scott is not Santa, Charlie shows Scott 
a magical snow globe that Bernard had given him, finally convincing Scott that he really is Santa. When Lauren and Neil allow Scott a minute to talk to Charlie alone, Bernard appears and transports him and Charlie to the North Pole. Thinking Scott has kidnapped Charlie. Jeez, this movie has it all. Kidnapping, burnt turkey, people disappearing and vanishing. Because where did everyone think Charlie will? And his, uh, whatever, this is the whole thing. Holy cow. Call the police. Okay, why would you, but, oh, okay, I, I just can't. On Christmas Eve, Scott sets out to deliver the gifts of Charlie in tow. Upon arriving at Lauren and Neil's home, Scott is arrested. First of all, if you think he's Santa, why would you get him arrested knowing that he, you just said that he is Santa and you know that he has to deliver like a thousand toys. I'm guessing over a thousand, maybe even. I mean, I don't know everyone who celebrates Christmas in the entire universe, but you just said he's Santa. Uh-huh. And now you're arresting him on Christmas, which is the... Really? At this point, I'm super confused by you. These two, his ex-wife and his wife's... I'm not sure if they're husband and wife in this part, or just boyfriend and girlfriend. They annoyed me. Because I'm just like, okay, you believed he was Santa, and... Now he's charged with kidnapping on Christmas. Like, are you serious? The elves sent a team to break him out of jail. Scott convinces Laura and Neil that he is Santa again. And asks Charlie to send Christmas with them as they are his family too. Lauren burns the court papers suspending Scott's visitation rights and tells Scott he can visit anytime. Bernard appears and tells Charlie that anytime he shakes his snow globe, his father will appear before leaving. Scott gives Lauren and Neil the two Christmas presents that they never got as children, which had caused their disbelief in Santa. Scott proves his identity to the police before heading off and Neil apologizes to Charlie who forgives him? Charlie summons Scott back with the snow globe and Lauren agrees to let Charlie go with Scott in the sleigh to finish delivering the presents. Okay, Tim Allen as Scott Calvin or Santa Claus. I'm giving you the list of people now. Eric Lord or Charlie Calvin. Wendy Crewson as Lauren Miller. Judd Rhino Hold as Dr. Neil Miller, David K. as Bernard the Head Elf, Paige as Judith the Elf, Peter as Mr. Whitehall, Larry as Detective... I'm not sure how to say that without being offensive, so I'm not going to. Jane as Judith the Waitress, Kenny as the Elf Leader, Chris Benson as Fireman O'Hara, Mary Grace as Miss Daniels, Josie Guy as Principal Captain, Judith as Susan Perry, Steve as Dr. Peter Novus as Ballet Girl, Fox Kid, Santa, Reindeer, 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 Puppet, Santa Claus, 
So does this movie still hold up? It's a hard one. It's a classic. And with like all classics, it doesn't always hold up. But you still have like a place in your heart for them that says, I love this movie. But at least I understand the problems with it and we have been working on fixing them. And also this movie is like, I like the other movies as well. Even though Charlie's character is a bit, it gets a bit weird. Like in the second one and the third one, his character arc is just so weird in the second one. I guess he tries to be naughty so his dad will see him more? Question mark? Or he's upset that his dad is Santa Claus? I'm not really sure. I mean, you're a teenager. Teenagers? Oh gosh, I don't ever... That was just a nightmare. There's a reason they're called teenagers. People think terrible twos are not as easy. Try being a teenager. It ain't pretty. So, to give you my all honest opinion, I still have a place in my heart for this movie. I don't think it holds up that great, but it is interesting. Let's continue. This, during a meeting with his... Okay, nah, What? I don't know what that just did. Okay. Charlie's soccer game, and they assure Scott is deliberately misleading Charlie and decides to have a judge suspend Scott's versatation rights, which devastates him. At Thanksgiving, Scott goes to Lauren and Neil's house to say goodbye to Charlie, but Neil will not let him anywhere near Charlie. When Neil insists that Scott is not Santa, Charlie shows Scott a magical snow globe that Bernard had given him, finally convincing Scott that he really is Santa. When Lauren and Neil allow Scott a minute to talk to Charlie alone, Bernard appears and transports him and Charlie to the North Pole. Thinking Scott has kidnapped Charlie. Jeez, this movie has it all. Kidnapping, burnt turkey, people disappearing and vanishing. Because where did everyone think Charlie will? And his, uh, whatever, this is the whole thing. Holy cow. Call the police. Okay, why would you But No, okay, I, I just can't. On Christmas Eve, Scott sets out to deliver the gifts of Charlie in tow. Upon arriving at Lauren and Neil's home, Scott is arrested. First of all, if you think he's Santa, why would you get him arrested knowing that he... You just said that he is Santa, and you know that he has to deliver like a thousand toys. I'm guessing over a thousand, maybe even. I mean, I don't know everyone who celebrates Christmas in the entire universe, but you just said he's Santa. Uh -huh. And now you're arresting him on Christmas, which is the... Really? At this point, I'm super confused by you. These two, his ex-wife and his wife's... I'm not sure if they're husband and wife in this part or just boyfriend and girlfriend they annoyed me because I'm just like okay you believed he was Santa and now he's charged with kidnapping on Christmas like are you serious the elves sent a team to break him out of jail Scott convinces Laura and Neil that he is Santa again 
and ask Charlie to send Christmas with them as they are his family too. Lauren burns the court papers suspending Scott's visitation rights and tells Scott he can visit any time. Bernard appears and tells Charlie that any time he shakes his snow globe, his father will appear. Before leaving, Scott gives Lauren and Neil the two Christmas presents that they never got as children, which had caused their disbelief in Santa. Scott proves his identity to the police before heading off, and Neil apologizes to Charlie, who forgives him. Charlie summons Scott back with the snow globe, and Lauren agrees to let Charlie go with Scott and the sleigh to finish delivering the presents. Okay, Tim Allen as Scott Calvin, or Santa Claus. I'm giving you the list of people now. Eric Lord or Charlie Calvin. Wendy Crewson as Lauren Miller. Judd Rhino Hold as Dr. Neil Miller. David K as Bernard the Head Elf. Paige as Judith the Elf. Peter as Mr. Whitehall, Larry as Detective, I'm not sure how to say that without being offensive, so I'm not going to, Jane as Judith the Waitress, Kenny as the Elf Leader, Chris Benson as Fireman O'Hara, Mary Grace as Miss Daniels, Josie Guy as Principal Captain, Judith as Susan Perry, Steve as Dr. Peter Novus, as Ballet Girl, Fox Kids, Santa, Reindeer, 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 Puppet. So does this movie still hold up? It's a hard one. It's a classic. And with like all classics, it doesn't always hold up. But you still have like a place in your heart for them that says, I love this movie. But at least I understand the problems with it, and we have been working on fixing them. And also, this movie is like... I like the other movies as well. Even though Charlie's character is a bit... It gets a bit weird. Like, in the second one and the third one, his character arc is just so weird in the second one. I guess he tries to be naughty so his dad will see him more, question mark. Or he's upset that his dad is Santa Claus. I'm not really sure. I mean, you're a teenager. Teenagers, oh gosh, I don't ever, that was just a nightmare. There's a reason they're called teenagers. People think terrible twos are not as easy. Try being a teenager. It ain't pretty. So. To give you my all honest opinion, I still have a place in my heart for this movie. I don't think it holds up that great, but it is interesting. So I will also talk about the second Santa Claus, the third Santa Claus, give you my opinions on them even though I kind of gave you a little bit today. I will. Find other Christmas movies. Yes, I did watch the new Lindsay Lohan movie and I have so many confused feelings. I'm not even sure how to process them yet, but I didn't hate it. 
but I didn't like love it. And I'm gonna watch some other Christmas movies that I've heard of, like A Princess Switch, which I haven't actually seen. And I heard there's like three. So that'll be interesting to watch. I don't know why. Oh, we just got Netflix, I think, this year. Did we get it last year? I don't remember. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, I have water. Something, I think, got in my throat. Or just have a really dry throat. I'm not really sure which. Oh, that was bad. Yes, I have a terrible cough. Yes, I know. No, it doesn't need to be looked at. I've just learned. But do I still think this is a classic? Yes. Can you believe it's a classic? Holy crud. I'm saying it's a classic even though it was in 1994. Oh gosh. Makes me feel kind of awkward and old. Oh, I'm just so confused by this. Will I watch the TV show? Oh yeah. Will I review it for you all? Oh yes. Am I excited for it? Uh-huh. Because I love Christmas and winter solstice. And I've been watching other holiday movies, but the only other, like, I'll watch um, TV shows that talk about Hanukkah and Kwanzaa as well. And I'm not sure what other holidays there are, but if you know any that I should review and talk with you all about, and if there's any movie suggestions for Christmas or holidays or whatever you celebrate, let me know. Because I don't mind watching them, reviewing them, and talking about them. But yeah, I think if you have never seen the Santa Claus 1, 2, and 3, watch it. It's good. Might not hold up as well as it originally did. But it's still a classic and it's good. It's like watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and of course what Rudolph, Santa Claus, The Year Without a Santa Claus, Frosty the Snowman, Elf, which yes, Elf is a classic which I will be talking about, The Grinch, like I grew up in those classics. To me those are classics that I love. And we'll always have like a little, and there's more, but I mean, I can't name all of them off the top of my head. And I will also try to talk about some Christmas books and different things as well. Okay. I hope you all have a great and wonderful day. And I'm sorry I had to take a little break, but I... A, it was a holiday, B, my mental health, C, November was a rough month for me. Still is, because it's still November, but it's slowly getting to Christmas. And what was the other one? I think it was, oh, and I've been having some, you know, health issues. So it's definitely a thing. But I hope you have a great and wonderful week, and I will hear you, see you. I do a lot of stuff, like YouTube, TikTok, everything. Patreon, check out my Patreon. Okay, hope y'all enjoyed.
and have a great and wonderful holiday. And welcome back. I am your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan. And you can call me the anime if you want. Or just anime. I don't really care. Today we are going to talk about The Santa Claus 2. That's right. We're going straight to the second movie. Okay. The Santa Claus 2. The Santa Claus 2 is a 2002 American Christmas comedy film directed by Michael in his direct debut. It is a sequel to The Santa Claus 1994 and the second installment of the Santa Claus franchise. All of the principal actors from the first film, including Tim Allen, Eric, Judd, Wendy, and David, reprise their roles and are joined by Elizabeth Spencer, released on November 1st, 2002. The film received mixed reviews from critics and grossed uh, 172 million worldwide on a 65 million budget. It was followed by another sequel, The Santa Claus 3, which we will talk about next. The Escape Clause. It's not my favorite. <laughs> Released in 2006, eight years following the event of The Santa Claus, Scott Calvin has become a great Santa Claus at the North Pole until head elf Bernard and Curtis, the keeper of the Handbook of Christmas informs him that there is a clause, the Mrs. Claus. Scott is now pressed to get married before the next Christmas Eve or the clause will be broken and he will stop being Santa forever. At the same time, Abby the Elf delivers even more disturbing news. Scott's teenage son Charlie is on the naughty list. Due to having vandalized his school to get attention, Scott must return to his home to search for a wife and set things right with Charlie. He brings this up with by up when visited by the Council of Legendary Figures, consisting of Mother Nature, Father Time, Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy. And the Sandman. Some facts about pandas. The bamboo bear. It was once thought that the giant panda might be related to the raccoon. However, scientists have since proven that it is a member of the bear family. The giant panda is officially classed as a carnivore, meat eater, though its diet is more likely that of an omnivore, plant eater. The vast variety of a giant panda's diet consists of bamboo due to an effective dissative system. They need to eat large qualities to get the nutrients they need. A giant panda can spend 14 hours a day eating and will typically eat 11 to 18 kg in one day. 99% of this bamboo, but they will also eat fish, eggs, and small animals if the opportunity arises. In the wild, giant pandas are territorial and generally solitary animals. Let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor. Ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, 
Charlie is on the naughty list. Scott must return to his home to search for a wife and to set things right with Charlie. He brings us up when visited by the council of legendary figures consisting of Mother Nature, Father Time, Cupid, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, and the Sandman. To cover for Santa's prolonged absence, Curtis helps Santa create a life-size animatronic Santa clone, much to Bernard's horror. However, at Santa's request, Bernard reluctantly plays along and tells the other elves that Santa had a makeover, so they will not question the double synthetic appearance. Because of the impending end of his contract, Scott undergoes a de-sanification process that gradually turns him back into Scott Calvin. He has a limited amount of magic to help him. Scott returns home to his former wife, Lauren, her husband, Neil, his six-year-old daughter. Okay, he, it is his daughter. See, I couldn't remember for the life of me who she was. So, Scott returns home to his former wife, Lauren, her husband, Neil, their six-year-old daughter, Lucy, and Charlie. He and Charlie face the iron of school principal, Carol Newman, when Charlie defaces the lockers. At the North Pole, Toy Santa follows the rulebook to literally and begins to think that everyone in the world is naughty because of their small mistakes. As a result, Toy Santa takes over the North Pole using giant toy soldiers he made himself and unveils his plan to the elves to give lumps of coal to the world. Bernard exposes Toy Santa as a fraud and the Toy Santa places him under house arrest. After a few failed dates, Scott finds himself falling for Carol. He accompanies her in a horse-drawn sleigh to the faculty Christmas party, during which she confesses she used to believe in Santa as a child until she was forced to stop doing so by her parents after fighting with children who told her Santa was not real. Using a little of his Christmas magic, Scott Evelines the other doll party by presenting everyone with their childhood 
dream gifts. He makes a special presumption to Carol that with his last resume of magic wins her over and they kiss under mistletoe. However, when Scott attempts to explain explains to her that he is Santa, she believes that he is mocking her childhood. It throws him out. Later, Charlie is upset about Scott dating his principal, and he confesses how hard it is for him that Scott is never around like other fathers, and reveals the pressure he is under. Charlie is upset about Santa dating his principal, and he confesses how hard it is for him that Scott is never around like other fathers and reveals the pressure he is under to central the secret that his father is Santa. Lucy manages to convince Charlie not to be mad at him. Which leads Charlie to convince Carol and that Scott is Santa by showing her the magic snow globe he received during Scott's initial transformation. Curtis flies in to tell Santa about toy about toy Santa. <laughs> oh boy. Curtis flies in to tell Scott about Toy Santa's plan. However, Scott has used up the last of his magic, ruling Carol, and cannot return to the North Pole. With help from the two fairies, Scott and Curtis manage to get back only for Toy Santa to find them and tie them up. Charlie and Carol spring them, free by Sir summoning the Tooth Fairy to fly them to the North Pole. Scott goes after Toy Santa, who has already lifted with the sleigh, riding chest a reindeer in training, and they both crash back into the village with an army of elves. Carol, Bernard, Charlie, and Curtis lead them into a snowball fight, to overthrow the Toy Santa. Toy Santa is defeated and reduced to a six inch height. Scott marries Carol in a ceremony. Scott transforms back into Santa and Carol transforms into Mrs. Claus. And Christmas proceeds as it always has. Scott and Carol reveal the truth to Lucy about Scott being Santa Claus promising to keep his secret. Tim Allen as Scott Calvin, Santa Claus, Toy Santa, Elizabeth as Principal Carol Newman, Wendy Cruson as Lauren Miller, Judge by Dr. Neil Miller, Liliana Mum as Lucy Miller, David as Bernard the Head Elf, Eric as Charlie Calvin, Spencer as Curtis the Elf, Danielle Woodman as Abby the Elf, Aisha Taylor as Father of Mother Nature, Peter something, Father Time, Jay Thomas as Easter Bunny, Kevin as Cupid, Tooth Fairy, Sandman, 
um, Bob S. Comet and Kathy S. Chestnut. So, I love this movie. I like the original the best, but this one's pretty good. The Toy Santa is the only thing I don't like. He is just creepy beyond creepy. And I guess they did a good job making him creepy because, dang, I was like, are you kidding me? This thing is freaky looking. And is it like, it, it's just disturbing that little toy, that, that Santa animatronic. And it's crazy that they have this stupid loophole in a couple of movies where you have to marry or else you don't get to do what you were supposed to do. Like in The Princess Diaries too. The loophole was she had to marry a man to become a princess. This one, he has to marry a woman to become Santa again. Are you kidding me? Really? This is what we have to do. Force people into marriage. Because of what reason exactly is beyond me. The Mrs. Claus thing, like, yeah, him and Carol are a great couple. They seem sweet together. But dang, did you really have to go there? Like, did you have to go there? Because me, mm -mm, I was like, no, that's just wrong. For both a man and a woman to be forced into marriage, or else they can't be Santa or a princess? No. Scott Calvin, or Santa Claus, in this movie is a much better person than in the um, first one. He's definitely grown up. You could see the character change. From kind of a eh, okay dad to more an okay person to like a really great person. And he tries to be the best he can be for his son and his son's stepsister. And you know, it took him a while to admit to Lucy that they, he Santa because he didn't want her to tell everyone. But she does keep the secret, which is kind of cool. Charlie being naughty is definitely, it was kind of annoying. It's like, dude, we went from a cute, sweet, innocent kid to a teenage jerk. Yeah, okay, just completely changed his character. But teenagers have, they're still figuring stuff out. So I guess like, that's a normal thing. It's just so weird to me that this is what happens and I guess um I still watch this movie every year I watch all three and last night I started watching the tv series but for the life of me I can barely remember well no I remember it but I forget where I left off I think I fell asleep during it which is kind of annoying but yet at the same time like I'm like oh I fell asleep go figure because you know I'm tired at night and I do love that they have Mother Nature, Father Time, Cupid, the Easter Bunny, the Two Fairy, and Sandman kind of just in like the group. I think from what I remember, Mother Nature is the leader of the group. Either that or Santa Claus is. I'm not 100% sure who is the exact leader, but I know like the Two Fairy was like, They were interesting. Like, that seems very interesting. And, yeah, um, him using up all his magic again. They keep doing that. Like, 
he has trouble with his magic in a lot of these movies and shows. But yes, I will review the TV show for all of you and talk about that as well, as along with every other thing. And yes, this has been more parts than I normally do because I was busy babysitting doggies on and off the whole day. It's literally like almost two, it's like 1.33 p.m. where I live and soon we have to go pick up my child from school. <sighs> but this movie is good. I like it. Other than the crazy, creepy animatronic Santa, it's a decent movie. And the fact that he gets, I don't know, like tricked into marriage, forced into it. Like that's the only other thing that bugs me. It's like he literally has to find someone to marry to become Santa again. It's like, are you kidding me? Why is this a plot point? Charlie, I think his character makes sense. I mean, he's a teenager. Teenagers act up sometimes. And I do like um, the way it looks because it definitely got more like Christmassy. And I think there's a lot more at like Santa's workshop because of course in the original he was still getting used to being Santa and then this one there's more of the workshop. And in the third one, there's a lot more. But I guess, like, I wonder how old he would be. Like, I know in the TV show they said he was 65, that most people retire. I'm not really sure how it works for Santa. <laughs> like, I didn't know if Santa aged or not. To be honest, because I've seen like other shows and movies where he doesn't really age. So I don't know. But I do have to say, like, the two fairy coming to the rescue was cool. The new character, the girl, uh, Sandra's girlfriend, eventually wife, Carol, is pretty cool. She's not a, she's a tough cookie. Like, you don't want to mess with her. And if I were you, like, I would behave around her like she's tough but not like evil she has like a I'm a principal so I have to be tough type of attitude but yet she's sweet so it's kind of like a I can be tough when I need to be type of situation so yeah if you still like this go watch it I mean it's a classic yes I'm calling it a classic and yes do I have issues with the fact that in the TV show they were talking about this little girl yeah I'm just gonna yeah we'll talk about that a different time I'm just rambling now I hope y'all have a great and wonderful week and we will talk more about Christmas movies I have plenty of them and also do you want me to do a comparison on all the Grinch movies because there are quite a few and I'm not joking like I'm literally looking into space thinking about how many there are and I'm like "Ooh, should I do a comparison I do want to talk about all of them The Grinch is one of my favorite all-time favorite Christmas movies I mean I just love it and always have okay bye let's see if we have an ad break for today our sponsor 
every week and you're probably like well why doesn't she care I don't know I gave up on that a while ago okay so today we're gonna talk about Santa Claus free <laughs> I'm gonna try to relax if I can but yes we will have some more Christmas movies coming up the Santa Claus 3 the escape the escape clause is a 2006 American Christmas comedy film directed by Michael Lambert it is the third installment in the Santa Claus franchise, following the Santa Claus 1 and 2, which I will do a whole long video podcast on all of them. Tim, the feature film, Tim Allen returned as Scott Calvin, who must find a way to reverse a spell cast by Jack Frost that caused him to lose his title of Santa Claus, Allen and Short had previously worked together in the 1997 Disney comedy film Jingle to wait, Jungle to Jungle? Oh, Jungle to Jungle. I think I remember that one, kind of. Most of the supporting cast from the first film reprises their role with the expectation of David as a result of his absence. Curtis, played by Spencer, who was previously the assistant head elf, has been be been promoted to Bernard's former position. This was Peter Brownlin's final film to be released before he died from cancer one month after its release. 2008's All Roads Lead to Heaven would be released postmortally. Its production was completed in February 2006. The film was released in theaters on November 3rd, 2016 in the United States and grossed over $110 million worldwide. It received negative reviews from critics, with Roger Tomatoes calling a bag of bland garbage and a dumb slapstick. Twelve years have passed since Scott... Calvin took on the mantle of Santa Claus and Mary Carol Newman, who is now a teacher in the North Pole. On Christmas Eve, she tells a group of young elves a story from her life with Scott while expecting their first child. 
Scott invites his in-laws, Sylvia and Bud Newman, to the North Pole along with Scott's ex-wife, Laura, her husband, Neil, their daughter, Lucy, and Scott's son, Carol. Meanwhile, he is summoned to a meeting of the Council of Legendary Figures, consisting of Mother Nature, Father Time, the Easter Bunny, Cupid, the Tooth Fairy, and the Sandman. Considering the behavior of Jack Frost, who is jealous that he has no holiday or special occasion in his honor, because he has been promoting himself during the Christmas season, Mother Nature suggests sanction against him. As Scott is attempting to get the in-laws to come without revealing that he is Santa, Jack Frost navigates a light sentence of community service at the North Pole. Yeah, that was a mistake to begin with. Give the guy who's trying to steal Christmas the exact thing he's trying to steal? That makes zero sense to me, but okay. Yeah, let's do that. Community service at the North Pole, which is just a huge mistake. I don't know why that would be the smart thing to do. Make him help the Sandman or someone who he's not trying to take over the holiday of. But let's go, I digress. Allegedly, it's just annoying. I have to find like a word for annoying. Yep. Helping Scott and the elves put up a various Canadian theme. I want to say the decor as Carol parents believe Scott is a toy maker in Canada. Scott constant consents. However, Frost ultimately goal is to trick Santa into re-announcing his position when now head elf Curtis inadvertently reveals the escape clause. Jack Frost sneaks into the hall of snow globes and steals Scott's one continuing Scott as Santa. If Scott holds the globe and wishes to have never been Santa at all, he will go back in time and undo his career as Santa. When Lucy discovers this, Frost freezes her. Okay, Jack, you freeze a child. Yeah, that makes sense. And putting him there in the first place doesn't make any sense either, but okay. I'm getting mad at this. This whole movie, it's not my favorite. I like to see more of the North Pole was interesting, but dang, does it get on my nerves that Jack Frost, he's just like, I don't know who's worse. Him or the creepy fake Santa robot thing. The robot Santa, he, he was an, at least he was a robot, and I guess that's like why he didn't do certain things. But dang, Frost, get your, just, no. Okay. Frost freezes her parents and locks her in a closet. He then orchestrates situations that make Scott think he must resign to make things better. Frost tricks Scott into invoking the escape clause, and both are sent to Scott's front yard in 1994. Dang, I don't want to go back to 1994. <coughs> also, that wouldn't really help me because I was born in 1994, so I'm not really sure how that would work. But no, thank you. I don't want to go backwards in time. It's a little weird. When Scott causes the original Santa to fall off his roof and head to replace him. Okay, I haven't really watched the new Santa TV show that much. 
what exactly does he mean by the original Santa? Like, was this dude the permanent Santa? Like, the forever Santa and he falls off a roof and dies? I'm so confused. But I digress. Let's keep going. Okay, Santa to fall off the roof. Scott's coat was fall off the roof and grab Scott, Santa's coat before Scott can. Scott is sent to an alternative 2006 where he has been CEO of his old company for the last 12 years and business takes priority over family. Scott has learned that Laura and Neil divorced and Carol moved away years ago. Scott goes to find Lucy and Neil who are vacationing at the North Pole, which Frost has turned into a theme park. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. I want to be like, I wanted to smack him with my fan. That's my fan if you heard it. I didn't really even post a video of it, but yeah. Like, really? Okay. Do, 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 do. Uh, hang on. Okay. He turns the North Pole into an amusement park. Christmas is now Frostmas. The elves are miserable and the reindeer are confined to a petting zoo. And parents can pay for their kids to be placed on the nice list. Scott finds Lucy and questions Neil about Laura. He states that Scott's workaholic absence in Charlie's life put all the pressure on Neil and Charlie didn't want to be his father. Didn't want him to be his father causing the divorce between him and Laura. Scott confronts Frost and causes a distraction and convinces Lucy to steal Frost's snow globe for him. Lucy throws the snow globe to Scott, but Frost catches it. Scott plays the record of Frost saying, I wish I'd never been Santa at all. From a notoriety North Pole pen Frost gave him earlier, Invoking the escape clause, sending both Scott and Frost back to 1994, Scott returns Jack, restrains Jack long enough to let his 1994 counterpart get the coat, making him Santa Claus again, sending both back to the present in the original timeline. Scott rekindles with his family, and Jack is arrested by the elf police. He reveals he cannot unfreeze his victims unless he unfreezes himself, something he says he'll never do. Scott convinces Lucy via snow globe he had given her earlier of her warmly hug a snowman to give Frost a magical hug to unfreeze and reform him. What a sweetheart. It works and Lord and Neil unfreeze and Frost becomes a new person. The Canada Ruse is strapped and Scott appears as Santa to Carol's parents with two hours remaining before Santa must leave for Christmas deliveries. Carol goes into labor. Months later, while Carol's telling the tale to her students, Scott walks in to reveal their son Buddy Claus. Tim Allen as Santa Claus shot Scott Calvin. Still funny that his initials are still SC. Martin Short as Jack Frost. Elizabeth Michelle as Mrs. Claus or Carol Calvin. Judy as Neil. Wendy as Laura. Liliana as Lucy. Alan as Bud. 
Anne as Sylvia Newman, Spencer Curtis the Elf, Eric Charlie Calvin, Ashen Mother Nature, Peter Father Time, Michelle as the Sandman, Jay as the Easter Bunny, Kevin as Cupid, Art as the Tooth Fairy, and Abigail as Trish. Okay. It's not my favorite of the Santa Claus, but I do love the movies. But here's the thing. I can't stand Jack. I really can't. You know, typically I don't mind Jack the Skeleton, uh, Jack Frost in the movies of other Christmas things. This Jack is just annoying. And I do mean just annoying. He's rude, mean, just super irritating. I guess that's what people used to feel about me, but still. Um, there wasn't much Charlie or the, like, original cast in it. It was interesting, though, like, how at the end you kind of see their kid, which I thought was cool. Him wishing he was never Santa, though, it was kind of like, really? And, of course, he was kind of a jerk before he became Santa, so to me it was kind of like a... Like, a, oh goodness, you're gonna go back to your jerk self type of thing. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. Just please stop. And I'm gonna watch the Santa Clauses maybe again tonight. I don't remember what episode I'm on because I can't remember for the life of me other than episode one. Maybe two? I mean, maybe so. I don't know. I, I fall asleep during them. And also, it's one of the few things my dog won't bark at. We've been watching other Christmas movies. We were watching Noel. I've been watching a Lifetime Christmas movies that I can find online, which is a lot. I might watch The New Adventures of Heidi because there is Christmas in it. Yeah, there's like a whole like midsection where there is Christmas. Uh, Samantha the American Girl. I have a lot of Christmas movies that I will talk about. And we will go from there. And yeah, there might be some Christmas movies in the new year because I didn't get through all of them. But I tried. I really did try. I've been, you know, busy getting Christmas stuff ready. Oh, I gotta mark off my calendar before I forget to take this trophy. We gotta exit off. Okay, it looks weird. <laughs> Gotta use a different color. So, I'm gonna say I love the Santa Claus movies. Tim Allen as Santa, I think, is always like one of my favorites. But there have been so many different things about Santa Claus. If you want to hear about the boy in the box and he got a name, you can check out my Patreon. Uh, not my Patreon, my Acast as well. Because I do uh, more adult theme ones over there. I also have a Patreon. You can check that out. A YouTube channel. Uh, two YouTubes. Two, they, uh, uh, I have a Gummy Bears podcast. Gummy Bear Podcast Land. Which is more educational. This one's more like entertainment and different things. Another one's more educational for like educational stuff. Okay, I hope you all have a great and wonderful week and whatever holiday, ah, and a great and wonderful holiday season. 
And whatever holiday you celebrate, I hope it's a great and wonderful magical one. Okay, bye for now. And now we're all winded down. I hope you all enjoyed my podcast about movies, TV shows, books, and games. And I hope you all have a great and wonderful week and weekend. If you want to hear more of me, I do have other podcasts as well on ACAST, so you can check those out. And I also have a kids podcast as well called Gummy Bears Podcast Land that if you want to hear more of me during the weekend, you can. But I hope you all have a great, wonderful week and I hope you all enjoy this. And I just tell you my opinion, facts about the show. Hopefully we could agree to disagree or you could give me your opinion. I could take it into consideration. You could take mine into consideration. And I really do enjoy doing this. You guys are my fans and I love you and you guys are so wonderful social butterflies and you're so genuinely a great and wonderful butterfly gem. I hope you all have a great and wonderful sloppy day. And don't forget to check out my other stuff. I do have a YouTube channel as well, which is named which is named, I just, the Susanna May O'Hagan Sweetie M Uniquely Sloth. And that will be a little bit of facts. Um, Sloths only go to the bathroom once a week on the ground. That is it. Just a fun fact, a little bit about sloths that I thought you might enjoy. Okay, over and out. Bye for now. Love my uniquely gem butterflies. Fly off and enjoy. Bye for now.